I want to start off here. I just want to do this so that I don't have to edit it uh, in the future uh, by doing a bit of an introduction. So I'm just going to say... Um, well, <laughs> <laughs> dogs are going to introduce The dogs right? are going to introduce themselves. That's Rocky and Apollo. They're, uh, they're thrilled everyone's home all day, but they're not... Uh, yeah, you know. I get it. I've got a lot of animals here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, welcome back to the daily COVID-19 uh, brief chat with uh, the CPA. Uh, we encourage you to go to our website, cpa.ca slash corona-virus, where there are a lot of resources available, fact sheets, uh, and a blog called Coupling and Trauma in the Context of COVID-19 that is written by Dr. Heather McIntosh. Uh, my name's Eric. I'm the Communications Officer at the CPA. Hi, I'm Heather McIntosh. I'm a prof at McGill and a clinical psychologist, and I do research on couples in distress, uh, most of whom have a history of trauma. So we uh, have developed a, a model of therapy for couples who are struggling with some of the impacts of trauma and how that affects their relationships. Now, in your blog post, uh, you say that uh, the blog post was uh, inspired by news stories that say that the lockdowns bringing a rise in domestic violence. And you said that as a psychologist and researcher who works with uh, couples and stress and trauma, you're very worried about this. Uh, what would you say worries you the most? Well, you know, one of the things that happens a lot, if you're a couple therapist, you'll, you'll resonate with this, is that couples will come in uh, often well down the road in their distress. So they don't often come in at the point that, we're doing preventative health, they often come in at the point that they're very distressed. And one of the things that couples will often say in a session at the beginning will be something like, you know, I held on to this uh, to talk about it here because I was afraid that it would explode if I tried to talk about it at home. And so often couples who are in distress are dealing with a lot of emotional uh, what we call dysregulation, so difficulty handling the emotions that they're having about the distress that they have with their partner. Because, of course, we know that, well, partners can be the people who help us feel better. When things aren't going well, they can also be the person that makes us feel worse. And so one of my real concerns is that putting couples um, into isolation together, adding children without child care, animals, financial difficulties, we're just, we're raising the level of stress, we're reducing the level of supports, and depending on the context for this couple or family, this can be something that brings them together, that helps them build a sense of closeness and an identity as a family unit, but it can also, in the context where there might be a history of trauma or a history of distress in this couple relationship, it can also be the thing that pushes them over the edge in terms of their ability to cope with the distress that they're having. Sometimes even just going for a walk can help us blow off a little steam, for lack of better languaging around that. Um, and what we're being told is that really, unless it's that once-a-week trip to the grocery, we shouldn't be leaving the house. And so my concern was that for many, and, and I'll speak for myself, I work ongoingly with couples who have a history of trauma and are in distress. And we had sessions um, the week before we sort of, the world kind of locked down. 
and that was that. So even couples who have been in therapy for various reasons, some of them have not been able to continue therapy virtually, um, and so all of a sudden there they are at home alone in their distress with more financial pressures, more uh, things to worry about, and none of the sports that they had before. And I imagine, too, that even for the ones who are able to do uh, long-distance therapy, telehealth, and that sort of thing, that it's a difficult situation for them because they are doing it from their home where their partner lives. Yeah, that's part of it. But So there's this other thing. There's a debate. Should people learn how to do individual therapy first, or should they learn how to do couple therapy and group therapy first? People who sort of say, well, if you learn how to do individual therapy first, couple therapy is going to be overwhelming. And other people say, well, learn how to do couple therapy first because then individual will be less uh, stressful. The reality is when you're doing individual therapy, even on Zoom or one of these platforms, the relationship that you're working on is the relationship between you and your therapist. And if you have a conflict with that person, Part of the therapy is figuring out how to work that through. It's part of what makes the therapy helpful, is having a what we call a rupture or something that doesn't go so well and figuring it out. But that person, the therapist, is not your wife. It's not your child. It's not the, for lack of a better term, the real attachment relationship. It's a person you're connected with. But you also get to go home after your therapy session. Right. Imagine then when we put partners together in therapy, especially when there's a history of trauma, either between the couple or in their past, the emotional intensity of those sessions goes way, way up. And so part of what we're doing is helping the couple manage that emotional intensity, but still trying to resolve the difficulties that brought them in in the first place. So it's a, it's a more complicated juggling of emotional arousal. And so doing that over the Internet, where the two people are together, and maybe they've got kids running around and maybe the dog's barking, um, is going to be a higher octane experience than going off into your bedroom, shutting the door, and talking to your individual therapist. So I'm also a little worried about how we're going to manage that piece of things because while we want to continue to offer support, it's really essential that we don't make things Our webpage now, cpa.ca slash corona-virus, including uh, the blog post from Dr. Heather McIntosh, Coupling and Trauma in the Context of COVID-19. Thank you for doing this, Dr. McIntosh. I appreciate you taking the time. Oh, it's my pleasure, and uh, thank you for connecting in with me. And all of our uh, all of our humans are really, uh, in many ways, as we see in the world, so many people are are rising up to bring their best to share what they have as openly as they are able with the world. And I think that really it does make a difference to how we experience these kinds of crisis situations.